Hello and welcome to the World Jazz Show.
Hello, jazz fans, and welcome to the World Jazz Show with your host, Bill Batskill. You just heard On the Road from Michael Mason on his spring 2023 release, Compact Disc Project, titled Impermanence. The World Jazz Show is created by ABG Records from Poplar Grove, Illinois. When you get the opportunity, you can visit our website at www.fireflute.com, where you can listen to multiple selections from all of Michael Mason's recording projects, where we are in the process of setting up our website so you can purchase all of them on the discography and store page. Michael Mason is a creator and composer of jazz and world music original compositions, and he has worked with many Chicago area jazz musicians and special guest musicians since 1983. Join him on On the Road, where his bandmates led by Danny Gessling on handpans, hand drums, Jeff Lowe on bass, Aris Biscus, Jose Natal, Samir Zayed on percussion, and Fareed Hawk on acoustic nylon strings guitar. On today's show, we are being joined by Michael Mason. Hello and welcome, Michael. How are you today? I'm great, Bill. Thanks for having me on. We just heard a selection from your newest CD, On the Road, from the Impermanence Recording Project that we're planning to come out with in spring of 2023. Let's talk about the musicians that you've worked with in regards to this show. Um, well, this album, there's pretty much a, a lot of assembly of the same uh, people. We kind of bury it here and there, but uh, the people that are involved with it. You know, our bassist, our guitarist, and, and our, our percussionist, and, and various people. I, I've got a lot of people on, on each record, usually about, you know, eight or nine guys uh, that work with me on a regular basis. So, How did you meet Danny? He is such an interesting character to work with. <laughs> yeah, he's quite the character. He's uh, Danny It was basically a, uh, a working drummer. Uh, working a lot of clubs in a lot of the areas throughout the Midwest. Uh, he's been in several groups and stuff, but he was a, a drummer. And I, we just happened to meet one day. He asked me to sit in. I sat in with a couple of progressive rock groups that uh, he was doing with, and they asked me to come up and play some flute with him and stuff. So that's how I got to meet him. And uh, I turned him on. I, I remember I, I, I started using these hand pans uh, before him, and I started training them or learning them, you know. And then I had asked him, hey, would you be interested in in doing, uh, playing handpans? I'll come over to my, to my studio and I'll, I'll turn you on to him, tell me what you think. And he loved them. And so he started picking up on it. And, and he, he's the main, one of the main handpan players besides me that play on these albums. So, Great. Jeff Lowe, who plays bass, has just been an inspiration with our group. Uh, for engineering and creativity, um, we've played. I played a song on my first podcast for for the healing that we put on Angels of Fire, and it's such right. a beautiful ballad that he created. And right. you know, his, the working him. I mean, how do you how, create the ideas with him? It's just amazing. Talk about him a little bit. Jeff Jeff Lowe, I've known for oh my god, I mean thirty years. Yes, uh, been been a long time. Now, we've been in in and out of jazz groups. We've been crossing each other's paths for many years, and uh, so it was a jazz thing. And then I had mentioned him. I saw him over at the Bloom School of Jazz one day, I because I had gone down to see David Bloom, and uh, he just happened to be walking down Wabash the same time I was, and I was going in to see. David and so was he and we started talking and then I told him that I was working on these compositions for world music and jazz 
and he just said hey man i want i want to check it out and we started working together um, so basically the concepts are musical concepts are always introduced by me um he's a great theorist um, so he can you know help assemble things uh, the way i'm imagining them uh, you have to sometimes i work with them uh, a workstation so it's a really good collaboration we've got you know certain things that we use and he understands my work yeah you know, i think that's the best way to put it and plus the fact he's an incredible bassist so also also we have a gentleman by the name of aris biscus with us who we've worked with for many many years who's just a, a creative uh genius talk about artists a little bit man aris uh yeah he's a he's another uh totally unique individual he's uh i met aris many many years ago again he's been with us as you know on some several albums and stuff but um i went out to his place when i first met him and uh i was working with a lot of percussion players but i really wanted something unique and he invited me out to his house one day this is when his mother i believe was still alive so i had this beautiful home very unusual place sitting on about five acres if you can believe that in, in the middle of the downers grove area which is hard hard land to come by but uh here is a guy that just makes percussion instruments plays percussion instruments who plays all sorts of uh drums uh rain sticks um he has even on his property you could go out there and he would he would carve things out of wood or something and you would go run around and you could be hitting these things to get different sounds and he would create a conglomerate of sounds and effects and, and, and whistles and it, it almost like he could create his own forest you know it, it was it was unbelievable so he has been a big part of adding a lot of the textures and stuff and interesting aspects to the music and he's still a solid percussion player and he's a great drummer yes we've also got to meet uh, starting with our human revolution and transcendence projects jose natal on percussion he really adds some texture to your music it's amazing yeah jose's knowledge in in percussion and drums is phenomenal uh he understands the ethnic history uh, in, in his drum playing and his his uh, traditions I, I ran into him there was a school uh, on division street in chicago and i forgot the name of it, african something afro whatever and he was teaching out of there and i just gave it a long shot and i i called up the school i said man i said i need a solid african drum type player and and sure enough man he popped up that's the first thing they they told me about him and then we started our relationship so he's holding down you know he he's he's got some great drums and he, he can hold down the fort i'll tell you that so we were also joined uh on this last cd uh the impermanent cd a gentleman by samir zayed who played a very different instrument a ken vork tabla and uh, I w worked on, looked at the internet, and I said, "These are some just unbelievable pieces of equipment." Can you describe how he created this work? And um, uh, Samir, we, we, we call him Samer. Uh, uh, met him through Vin uh, uh, uh We happen to once in a while we get together for a, you 
this local tavern here. And the owner is the guy that owns the tavern. Um, said, hey, I, I've got a cousin. I think it's a cousin that I played his music, our music for him. And, and he said, man, I'd love to do that. I play uh, tabla. But it's what they call tabla. I believe it's more of an eastern thing it's not quite what what you would think of as tom was but more like uh djembe or something like that but um these are custom drums that he plays and he comes truly from the authenticity and the authenticity of the instrument i mean he, he learned um you know through the traditional works of uh, of playing the, the, that instrument so he's a mainstay and i want to get him more involved as we go along because i think he'd become a great handpan player also so. well i'm g- getting through to our, our our electric part where we've got farid hawk and scott ashley on guitars it's just amazing in regards to the textures that they can create with their strings whether it's nylon or whatever they're doing it's amazing talk, talk about those two guys well, Scott Ashley, we go back again, way back in the uh, jazz days. I pulled him in. Scott was a great uh, guitarist. I mean, he is an all-around player. He played with several groups, several orchestras. He's so well-versed. Um, his technique and his his mode of thinking is just crystal clear. Um, but that's how I got to know him. I, I kind of brought him into the jazz world a little bit more. He was more into pop, R&B, maybe did a lot of rock things with uh, Sonia Dada and things like that. But um, I knew that uh, he was a, a good player, so I brought him into my music, uh, you know, year in and year out. So he's just become a mainstay uh, for me in regards to the uh, electrical or electric guitar. So that's it. And for me... Well, we go back again. This all goes back to the Sparrow days or when we were at uh, uh, Southport Records. That's where we first met uh, Fareed uh, and, and got to know him really well. Played a couple of things with him in regards to, I believe, Joni Pilato was singing or making some albums. So we stayed in touch on and off throughout the years. But Fareed is an incredible guitarist as well. He's a great electric guitar player, but... What I enjoy about Fareed, he's got really good command uh, on the classical type of guitar, the nylon string guitar, you know, so. Sounds great. In many of your compositions, the use of a wide variety of percussion instruments seems to weave in and out of the music, especially the use of the hong drums, what is better known as handpans, that you play as well as some of the musicians in your project. What brought you to the use of these instruments into your compositional work? Well, when I discovered the uh, the handpan, it was through, uh, I believe I saw something years ago in, on YouTube, and I was always intrigued by them. And you have to understand that this instrument is very, relatively new to the industry. Uh, I believe it in 2001 was the first set of what they call hung which is a company, I believe, Hong Drums, and they started making uh, these drums. So I tried, uh, what I did is I just stayed on it, studied a little bit, started getting and purchasing these handpans and learning them. 
uh, through teachers online and, and guys that would talk to me about it and trying to develop my own uh, style of playing. And then starting, after, you have to learn them first. They're a modal instrument, meaning that uh, it's a series of notes. Um, everyone says they look like spaceships, uh, but uh, they're, uh, they create... Man, I mean, they create a quite an atmospheric sound, and that's what I loved about them. They created a mode, um, and they created an atmosphere, and it really kicked off my thinking in creating compositions for them. And then now I had to find out because I couldn't play at all. I can't play flute, I am pans, piano, and everything at one time. So that's why I needed uh, Danny, guys like Danny, to come in, percussion players, and this is how it all comes down. So great. Yes, we work with some phenomenal handpan manufacturers Pantheon Steel, Siraz, Zenith, Ravast. Um, can you tell us, in regards to the manufacturers, what do you look for when you search their product and research it and want to use it for your recordings? Um, I believe the first handpan. I got was through uh, Kyle Cox. I think it was a, a Pantheon Steel one. Yes. Um, Pantheon Steel, which I knew was a reputable firm. I had researched a lot of these uh, hand pan makers, and some of them are, uh, most of them now are just, you have to understand, it was very few of them way back when. And then more and more of these. Uh, guys were starting to make and, and got their own companies and started developing their own instruments. So I went by word of mouth. In other words, Kyle would kind of introduce me. And then Colin Falk was another, uh, Colin was another one uh, with these uh, Zenith. They're now, he now calls them Zenith uh, hand pans or the particular brand he's making now. But um, I go by what these guys tell me to uh, to play or to, you know, I'm not just going to go out because you can make some pretty uh, bad mistakes. These instruments are extremely expensive. We're talking anywhere from $2,000 to $4,000 uh, for each uh, hand pin. And, they, you know, they have to be well taken care of. So, uh, but, yeah, I rely on who's playing them and the people that are making them to, for me to make decisions and why we have the manufacturers we do. And, like I said, I think there's four or five. So...
Welcome back. We're back here with Michael Mason in the podcast. Michael, how do you pl- play now compared in- to earlier in your career? I mean, regarding technique and staying up on the on your facility of your instruments. Are you, are you talking about the flute? Yes. Yeah. Well, remember, I, um, I don't know if many people know this. I started out as a guitarist, um, and uh, I acquired the instrument by accident, really. Uh, probably a little later than usual, around maybe 20, 21. But anyways, um, I uh, basically learned, started learning off of records. I kind of dug it. Um, you know, I was learning off of uh, crazy things. You know, Ian Anderson, Jethro, I was bastardizing the instrument, basically. And uh, I lucked out one day, and I went, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to try to get a, a good teacher. And I went down to the Sherwood School and auditioned. Uh, at their conservatory i didn't think i'd make it call came in a couple of weeks later so to speak and i my first understudy was with joseph Zeroff of the chicago lyric um and, and he knew i was horrible <laughs> so uh, he kind of helped me out uh playing and, and then i just kept practicing and practicing you know we're talking hours you know every day um and then as I got better and better, uh, as far as your question, I mean, uh, you know, what what am I doing now in regards to before? Well, I used to practice hours and hours a day. Now, uh, you know, you get to the point where you maintain a facility on your instrument. Um, and I don't rest on, uh, on, on task things, you know what I mean, in regards to... Uh, you know, some guys will just practice. Okay, I got it. And no, I truly want to try to play better uh, every time I can. Um, so I hope I'm hoping my recordings show that, and in, in my albums that come out show the versatility of me dealing with that instrument. Well, jazz fans, it's coming up to closing time. We're going to be playing one last song from Michael Mason, titled "Pathways." Michael, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. I want to say thank you very much. Uh, again, happy Valentine's Day to your wife, Nancy Mason. And uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. And we're going to be signing thanks off. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me a lot. It's, uh, it's awesome. It's been great working with you all these years as well. So, righty. Thank you very much.